0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the Seattle Mariners baseball podcast.
1: Goodbye baseball. A walk-off winner for Mitch Hattiger. Swing, line drive. This game is over by goodbye baseball. Mitch Hattiger ties it up here in the bottom of the ninth inning. James Paxton has just thrown a no-hitter. The big lefty is getting mobbed out of the
0: Now, road. here's your host, Gary Hill. Hey, welcome back, Seattle Mariners baseball podcast. Hopefully you had a great holiday weekend. Mariners back at it yesterday, finally at home after a long, long road trip. Shannon Dreher will be here in a few minutes to recap some of the highlights of the road trip. What seemed <laughs> like it went on and on and on. Four games against the A's. Mariners split the A's before coming home. And this is a critical series against Baltimore, especially with the A's playing the Yankees. Mariners get it done last night winning 2-1. to one. The Yankees do not help out and lose to the A's, so the Mariners do not lose any ground, but they don't gain any ground and a standstill really at this point works in the A's favor. With I mean we're in September now. The sprint is on and the season quickly evaporating. So the Mariners come into today, five and a half behind the A's for the second wild card spot. It's pretty interesting you look at that A's Yankees series, all of a sudden the Yankees just three and a half up on the A's and of course Oakland sticking around, too, in the division race. Meanwhile, Houston's opened up a big lead on the Mariners. The M's uh, eight games back in the division. Oakland two-and-a-half back of Houston right now. So Houston's won three in a row. Oakland has won two in a row. And the Mariners winning last night. Let's talk about last night, a game that they had to get, and they did. They were trailing one nothing in the ball game. Ryan Healy coming through with a big base hit. Here's the stretch and the pitch
1: to Healy. Swing and a drive into the gap in left center field. Down for a base hit. Cano running third. He'll score. Cruz running second. Heading for third. The throw in cut off by Beckham. The relay to second base and out at second is Healy. They get the out on Healy. Ryan with an RBI single. That scores Cano from second. The Mariners have tied the game at 1-1.
0: One to one at that point. D. Gordon would break the tie with a sack fly.
1: The stretch and the 1-0 pitch. Swing and a fly ball into left center field. This is going to give the Mariners a lead. Going back to the ball is Rickard. He's there. Makes the catch. Tagging a third. Racing home is Cameron Maven. He scores. D. Gordon with a sacrifice fly to left center field. And the Mariners have the lead. Two to one here in the bottom of the fifth inning. RBI number 27 on the year for Gordon. High fives. Inside the Mariners' third base dugout for D. That
0: was after a Maven triple that set the table for that. So, two runs on the board, a two to one ball game. And as it turned out, that would be all the M's needed. The bullpen outstanding. Duke, two thirds of an inning. Vincent, one inning, nothing. Columbia gave up a hit. That was it. Pitched an eight, uh, clean eighth inning on just 11 pitches. And then Edwin Diaz strikes out the side to end the ball game and put this one away.
1: Here's the stretch and the 2-2, swing and a miss, strike three. The ball game is over. Sugar with a save. How sweet it is, number 52 on the season for Edwin Diaz as the Mariners beat the Orioles tonight here at Safeco Field, the final score of 2-1. Edwin Diaz striking out the side here in the top half of the ninth inning striking out Mullins VR and Mancini the Mariners take game one of the three game series and for Eddie Diaz his 26th save in a one-run decision 52 on the year that is fifth most the fifth most in Major League history how about that holy smokes What a year for Edwin Diaz. It's
0: pretty incredible when you look at what he has done in one-run ballgames. This year, when he is handed a one-run lead, the Mariners are 29-0. He has 26 saves, a 0-9-2 ERA, and 29 and a third innings, just three earned runs allowed. How about five walks and 54 strikeouts? Just incredible, and on the night where the Mariners are celebrating his barbershop. Plenty of fans getting the haircut, just like Edwin Diaz before the game. He closes out another one-run game, and the Mariners badly needed to get this one, and they did. So the Mariners went 2-1. to Here's Scott Service after the ball game.
2: Yeah, no, I thought Erasmus threw the ball really well. Um... You know, had a good cutter. Uh, the command was pretty good. Um, you know, that's kind of what he's capable of doing. But he's got to be on the edges. You know, when the ball gets in the middle of the plate, it's not good results for him. But uh, uh, yeah, I threw the ball, threw the ball really well. Um, you know, as uh, um, I thought, you know, offensively tonight, obviously, we didn't get a whole lot going, just enough. But uh, you know, he hit some balls better later in the game. Uh, yeah, mean, I made some really nice plays uh, to keep us off the scoreboard there late, any attack on runs. but. Uh, you know, bullpen tonight really solid. Obviously, uh, you know, with with Duke, nice to get him in there, and, and uh, you know, productive outing for him. And, and vinny has been on a nice roll here recently. So, and those two guys at the back are are really good. So, um, good way to start the homestand, and uh, we have got to keep it rolling. Cameron Meeban took advantage of the, has had a lot of chances lately, but took advantage of his chance tonight. Yeah, no, uh, Cam was you know was playing really um, having a, a pretty nice year. Things are moving along. Comes here on the trade. You know, the first few games here, I thought he swung the bat pretty well. He kind of been in a funk a little bit the last, uh, I don't know, couple weeks, um you know, with us. So, good opportunity to get him in there tonight. You uh, need to get aggressive. That's what we've talked with him about. It's just, just let it rip. You see something you like, let it rip. Don't look for the perfect pitch all the time. Sometimes it's not there. Uh, but I thought he was really aggressive tonight. He could get on the first pitch on a single up the middle, and the, the triple uh, was big. So, nice ball game for him. We saw
3: guys that looked like we saw healy stretch a little bit
2: the throw that was a little guys trying to do yeah i think the the healy situation i think he'd be the first to admit uh not a great decision um certainly the ball was online hit the cutoff man and redirected to, to get him out but uh you know, uh, maybe trying to do a little too much there, uh, understanding your your limitations with the speed and, and what he's able to do. But Ryan's been swinging the bat great. Uh, really happy with him uh, at the batter's box. He made some nice adjustments here over the last probably seven or eight games, and it's, it's really paying off for him. So, uh, again, not to, a lot to talk about offensively tonight. The story of the night was pitching and uh, had enough of it to get it done. Erasmo's velocity seemed to take back up a little bit, too. And anything, adjustments he made in that last start to really help him this one? No, nah, n- not so much. I uh, mean, just, you know, had a good life on the ball. He located better. With Erasmo, it's about being on the edges. He can't live in the middle of the plate. And, you know, uh, you know getting up with some fastballs, I think, is important for him. Um, you know, pitching north and south, not just east and west. So, uh, again, you know, they had a young starter out there tonight. Um, I thought he actually threw the ball pretty good. Does it a little bit differently uh, with a decent breaking ball. And sometimes – you know, you got a younger pitcher out there. You don't have a lot of track record, a lot of video, a lot of scouting on him. But uh, you know, he had decent breaking ball, and, and we swung at a few. Remember had what, 77 pitches when you pulled him. What was the
4: thinking of pulling him in that spot?
2: You know, looking where we're at. Uh, in the ball game you know coming into the game you know it's one to one instead of sometimes be a little uh, out in front of it instead of behind it you know all of a sudden you look up he's in trouble now you put more pressure on your on your bullpen in that spot um coming into the ball game frasmus was able to to give us a lead going into sixth inning felt really good about it so uh, i think it worked out fine and gives a chance to get those bullpen guys going putting them in you know not just a the highest leverage possible situation you know getting duke in there to let him face the switch hitters was a good spot and he got it done for us. so um, there's times to let him run there's times to be a little bit more conservative tonight i uh, thought the situation was right to go to duke and worked out great
5: d had that tough play in center field you maybe you know, gonna bring him a little in a little bit farther next time you're talking about pushing
2: uh no i think mean, he was there you know again he's we're asking a lot of d gordon and I think people need to understand that for him to move around the field and and do it uh, you know, with the right, you know, uh, attitude and, and swag. And he's gonna be real deed. Likes to, to have swag on the field. He's done a great job in the infield for us, asking him to go to the outfield once in a while. It's one of those plays that happens. You gotta let it go, move on, and
0: he'll be in there tomorrow. And Erasmo gave the Mariners a solid effort in the ball game last night. Here's what he had to say.
3: Rasmus, looking to bounce back a little bit from the last outing. So you put in a lot of work and a lot of talking with Mel Stoudemire Jr. What were you able to take into the game today? Um, well,
5: I, I think that the only difference between this uh, this game and the last one is just I was trying better better strides and quality strides, executing better, throwing balls. Instead of like all oh, two, throw something around the strike zone, but no, not in the really middle of the park like I did in San Diego. And the main part was just about the like, attack. Attack the hitters, show them you're going, you're going to attack everyone. Um, you know, when I just uh, play around the strike zone. And today, what's the point? Just go and execute every pitch. And you think the
2: first 24 of the first 28 pitches you threw strikes. I mean, especially after a start like that last one, to come out and really attack. Yeah, you know, it kind of takes a them- Mental
5: rebound from that last one, right uh, yeah, just uh it's something you have to learn about it. You you got a few years in the big league so playing professional baseball and you have to realize what you need to do for trust tries and it's not about just go and throw your pitches in the try zone. You just uh, know what mix you can use and good communication has been like really big right now because during the game I've been just follow Sunino and I just been trying to just execute what he calling. I cannot blame him for something like the homer that was an execute pitch, but we had to just take the cap and say, like, that was a good swing, too. So it's like you can throw the best pitch you can be, and the hitters, that's why they in the big league, too. So it's something about who going to win in that moment. But uh, I'm glad we got the win today.
2: Anything particular you worked on in between that last start that you felt maybe helped you go in
5: this one? Just back to my slider. That's, that way I just, uh, I know I can throw my slider any count. Um, the curve was a lot of help with the all count, all one But I just I had easy throwing balls with the curveball. But this time, just with the slider, and I, I can throw a lot of sliders in the strike zone, slider out the strike zone, and it helped today.
3: I'm thinking about the five, six years ago. You talked about this before. Throwing balls is kind of a challenge for you.
5: sometimes. Uh, yes, and I see it in, <laughs> in San Diego. Just I threw so many tries no quality strikes, but had to try stay away from strikes on. That's for sure.
0: <laughs> there was Erasmo Ramirez who pitched really well for the M's as the M's get game one against Baltimore, two to one, the final. So. That sets the table for game 2 tonight. On the mound Wade LeBlanc will pitch for the M's, 8 and 3, 3.71 ERA, 7-10 first pitch. Alex Cobb will go for Baltimore. It's been a struggle this year, 4 and 15, a 5.11 ERA, but don't let the overall numbers uh fool you. It, it is he really struggled to start the year. I mean, we're talking mid-June His ERA was over 7. But you look at the past nine starts for Cobb, and he's kinda gotten dialed in. Two seven nine ERA, opponents betting two forty-one against him, thirty-eight strikeouts and fifty-eight innings. His changeup has been really good. He did give up five last time out against Toronto in five and two thirds, but the previous five starts before that did not allow more than one earned run, including a complete game at Cleveland giving up just two earned runs. So he is pitching his best baseball of the season in this latest stretch. So this will not be easy for the Mariners as they look for a series win in a series they are desperately trying to get the sweep with the Yankees taking on the A's. And that, of course, we'll be watching that one very closely as well. So we'll see where the Mariners are when we talk again tomorrow. Mariners are hoping to get a game back from the A's in the standings. So coming up now, Shannon Dreyer is going to have a recap of the road trip that was, the long trip, and then on that road trip, the Mariners taking on the A's. We had a chance to catch up with Ricky Henderson, so we thought we'd reminisce about the time Ricky was a Mariner. So all that comes up right now.
3: We take a look back at the road trip that was. We start in Arizona, where in game one, D Gordon put together a run in a most memorable fashion.
1: As pitch comes home, swing of this is blocked out to right field. Souza is chasing after it. He's to the track it bounces off the wall He plays the carom D quickly gets the second he's making the turn now He's caught in between he scampers back to second slides in spikes first, and he's safe a very close call He's given thumbs up to the
0: dugout wearing his smile got a little aggressive on that one And is able to work a wall ball double out of it
3: You got things going in a little bit of a different fashion today and uh, you got to start with that double triple what was it maybe a home run what yeah. what were you thinking is as, as you hit that ball in your i was running i was like oh man i might hit a
5: homer and then he hit the wall like oh man all right i'm gonna stop a second and then he air i was like oh he airmailed it, so i might beat it and then the ball was like right next to me i was like i'm not gonna beat
3: it can't outrun the ball so i ran back So Gordon lands safely at second base, then managed to get himself home without the benefit of a hit, stealing third on a throwback from the catcher to the pitcher, which prompted a bad throw to third. How does he do it?
5: Not telling my secrets. Not telling? (laughs) We had to know that you had a moment where
0: it was like. Not telling my secrets it worked. You tell the secrets they don't work.
3: How many opportunities do you have for that?
0: Not very many. So you got to be able to pick them at the right time. And uh, I was able to pick the right one, and it worked out.
3: Game two, more fun. Denard's fan with the heroics despite some faulty lumber.
6: No, it was broke before I went up there. They'd know it. It was a broken bat
1: uh, in my batch. I noticed it yesterday before the game. I asked the bat boy to put it aside. So I guess he did put it aside. But I thought, when I said put it aside, I meant like bring it out of the field area, put it like somewhere in the locker room. And I guess he didn't do that. And I, when I went up to it, obviously, I grabbed it without
3: knowing. That game also saw Edwin Diaz get saved number 50, which meant it was haircut time for Scott's service. It was fun, you know, saw him in that chair. You know, everybody was there looking to see how we look. And then when he finished, you know, he liked it, you know, and I think he looked swag, looked pretty good. Really neat moment after the game, and you gave the skipper the ball. You've kept all of the other balls. Yeah, I give that one because, you know, that was the bet, you know, and, and I say I say myself, when you get the 56, give the ball to him, you know, and I say all oh, my balls, but that one was a bet, you know, and he had to take something for, for me with me, you know, because I, I take the haircut for him. So I give the ball, you know, and I think he have it. The trip to Oakland marked a return of sorts for Ryan Healy, who came up through the A's system. He gave us some insights into one of the hidden gems, yes, I said that, of the Coliseum. Okay, I've been coming to the stadium for 17 years now. Tell me something I don't know about it. You were over on that home side for a long time.
2: One thing that I actually loved is if you go up to the very top where the flags are up there, really hard to get to, but when you do, it's it's like an old abandoned carnival. There's no one up there that's, that's working, but it's it's fully functional. There's, there's concession stands. There's trash cans. It's like it's a normal place. And you get up there, and the view is unbelievable. You look back, back at the East Bay. Um, that was one of my favorite spots um, that I really loved here.
1: Hey again, everybody. This is Rick Riz. Time for another Riz Remembers. And it was a few days ago that I ran into the Hall of Famer, Ricky Henderson, one of the Greatest players in the game of baseball. Ricky starred for many years in the big leagues, mostly with the Oakland A's, but later on in his career, Ricky played for a number of ball clubs. One of those teams happened to be the Seattle Mariners back in the 2000 season. That season began with Ricky as a member of the New York Mets, but later on during the course of the year, he became a Seattle Mariner. He played for the Mariners in 92 ball games, and at the age of 41, Ricky stole 31 bases. In a Mariners uniform,
6: I think it was it was very exciting for me. First of all, you know uh, that at the beginning of the year it was really kind of tough for me over there in New York. And then I got the opportunity to, to come to Seattle in a new ball club with, with a lot of life and stuff like that. And like you said, we we got a chance to you know get to the postseason. Like I say, it was at first it was a miserable time, then become a fun time when you got a lot of young guys. You got a lot of uh, guys that got a lot of through that love the game and playing. And you know I was just over there, you know, just share some of the knowledge and, and try to help them win ball game. And you know it's just so was you know, being with Alice Neal and Edgar Martinez, and, and, and they was fantastic ball player, and they treated me just as well as anybody.
4: And here comes the debut of Ricky Henderson to a standing ovation. So Ricky Henderson makes his Mariner debut at about uh, nine minutes after ten here on the 19th of May 2000 to a standing ovation. So now the Henderson factor comes into play immediately. And the fans are really into this thing now. Ricky is lead, and now the stretch. There he goes. The pitch is swung on and hit to center field and deep. That's going to be over the head of the center field of Williams. Ricky to third base. They're going to wave him in. Here's the throw, of the relay to the plate in. And- Like that, this crowd is going crazy. We are tied at six-six.
1: Ricky Henderson was off and running. Even at the age of forty-one, he could get down to second base in a hurry. More stolen bases than anybody in the history of the game with one thousand four hundred and six. Ricky played a large role in the success of the Mariners in the second half of that two thousand season. Ricky, as you know. 81 career leadoff home runs. He was instant offense in that leadoff spot.
4: Here comes the rock in the 1-1 pitch on the way to Ricky. Swung
1: on and a high fly ball into left field.
4: Back to the warning track is Vaughn to the wall. Fly. Ricky, of course, yesterday electrified the crowd with his first plate appearance in a Mariner uniform by hitting a home run. 76th time in his career, he had done it in the leadoff position to start a game, and that pitch is belted to deep left field, and Vaughn looks up!
1: And then at the end of the year, the Mariners would make it to the playoffs that year, and they went to the American League Division Series against the Chicago White Sox. In games one and two, the Mariners won both of those ball games in Chicago. They won game one, seven to four. They won game two by a score of five to two. And they came back home to safe goal field for game three, looking for a sweep. And what a ball game it was. The game was tied at 1-1 late in the ball game, And then in the bottom of the ninth inning, Ricky Henderson went out to pinch run for John Olerud. The Mariners had runners on at first and third with only one out. The winning run was on at third base in the form of Ricky. And Carlos Guillen went up to pinch hit for Joe Oliver. And here's what happened. The
4: infield obviously up all the way around. And the outfield at the Little League depth. Here comes the stretch, and Folk is 0-1 pitch on the way to Carlos. There's a bunt up the first baseline! No!
6: We got a chance to, you know, get to the postseason. That that time like that when he, you lay down a bunch, you know, you're so excited but that, that, that things was happening, and then you got the opportunity to win the game.
1: Ricky Henderson, one of the greatest players in the game of baseball, a chance to be a Mariner for 92 glorious days back in the 2000 season.
6: I don't know if you're going to ever see an, uh, another Ricky Henderson that's still still basically like that.